Welcome back to the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Bergio, and I'm so excited today to talk about this kind of controversial topic that I've seen play out in our industry. So this is for my hairdressers. This is for my service-based business entrepreneurs. So listen up, because if you're not one of those two things, you're probably getting paid either a salary or an hourly wage. And today I want to talk about stylists or people in the beauty industry pricing based off hourly. And so uh, this post caught my eye because it was so good and it was such a such an awesome way that this girl was calling people out on um, pricing themselves that I had to make a podcast about it because you might not see her post and this is the way that you listen to me. And so I always want to share things that I think are going to help you or get you thinking or help you either get some clarity. Maybe you're doing this. Maybe you've thought about doing it. Maybe you're not doing it. So it'll just reaffirm that what you're doing is right. And often that is what coaching is. It's reaffirming that we're either on the right path or it's helping us figure out what the next right step or path is. So this might apply to you. It might not. But I think the conversation is something that's been talked about enough that I thought making an episode about this would be helpful. So hourly pricing basically is. Um, a new method of charging that I've seen stylists do. I haven't heard about it as much lately, but I had been hearing about it for probably the last couple of years, probably pre-pandemic. So my question is, are you or are you not basing your services off of your hourly rate? Um, or are you basing it off of what you're actually doing on your client? Or is it you know, based off of some other structure, I'd love to hear in the DMs, like shoot me a DM. How are you pricing your clients? Is it based off what you're doing? Is it based off time? Is it based off product? Is it based off, you know, what, how do you charge? Do you charge what your salon makes you charge? Uh, When was the last time you changed your prices? Do you have no clue how to price out yourself? Um, Those are all things that we teach and behind the beauty brand and that I deep dive into when you do a strategy planning session with me. We can talk about pricing increases. We can talk about weaning out clients that aren't able to pay for your services anymore because you're trying to hit a higher level of clientele. Those are all things that I love to deep dive with you in uh, on the half day planning sessions that I do. Um, I'll touch on those real quick because as always, this podcast is sponsored by me. by the things that I offer and just ways to help you increase revenue in your business and also bring more clarity, strategy, peace, joy, happiness, all the things. But more more than anything, clarity and confidence is always my key takeaways when listening to one of these podcasts. I hope you get more clarity. I hope you find more confidence to go out and do the big hard things, to take the next step, to live in your purpose, chase your dreams, all the things. So the way that this girl posted this on social media, I'll read it to you. She writes that hourly pricing restricts growth, penalizes quick stylists, and also penalizes clients of slower stylists, which totally makes sense because I remember working with people that would take hours to do the same service I was doing. So I thought, so she's going to make three times as much because she took her time or it took her longer. And I'm going to make less because I move quickly. Everything I do, I do quickly. I walk fast. I talk fast. I eat fast. Um, so hourly for me never really made sense. Um, other than the fact that I would book you maybe for an hour for a haircut, but if it only took me 45 minutes, does that mean I only charged you $85? So I never personally really explored hourly. Um, I went off of what the market was calling for, for that service. I went off of my time uh, experience and the level of which 
I did hair. So that's how I price my, my things out. And, and generally I'm pretty consistent with my timing and I've reverse engineered my income goal for the year. So I know what I need to charge for a partial highlight. I know approximately how long it takes me to apply that. I know approximately how long it takes me to apply a full highlight, a root color, a haircut, a men's cut, all of the above. So I can reverse engineer basically what my hourly value is. Therefore, that's how I priced my services. If a partial highlight takes me 30 minutes to apply, 30 to 40 minutes to process, um, I'm there somewhat between two and three hours. And so therefore a partial highlight for me was I think around 200 and then a haircut was a hundred. So three hours, it's still about a hundred dollars an hour. Um, my price point now has gone up a little bit from that and any add-on services are just included. I don't charge separately for a root shadow. I don't charge separately for a gloss or a toner. Um, but I think those techniques have become more and more advanced. And I do think more product is being used to achieve some of these looks that we see on social media. So I'm not opposed to you adding um, more onto a service, but when a client comes in with a photo, you would know already from the jump that you're going to root shadow, you're going to gloss, you're going to tone. If you're going super light, you know, you're going to have to add either a bond protectant or some sort of agent that's going to cost you more. Um, therefore that, fee should be passed on to the client. So in that case, you can account for all of that and give the client the approximation of what you think the total will be. And if it happens to take you longer than it should, generally, then obviously that would be a corrective color and we can go down that rabbit hole later. But if it's based off strictly like, you know, healthy hair that you can achieve that look in, you should about know what you would charge somebody. So, you know, she writes, what was meant to prevent loss has caused negative impact on some businesses, which I totally agree with. Hybrid pricing offers the best of both pricing methods and works perfectly with a modern service menu. First off, all services break down to an hourly amount, more or less, I just said that. Knowing what that is helps us identify inconsistencies in our pricing between like services. So by inconsistencies, I'm assuming she means like if someone has half the amount of hair as the next person and you're charging somebody with really, really fine hair, the same price that you're charging somebody with really, really thick hair, that could be a total inconsistency and obviously something that needs to be separately addressed. Um, but, you know, it's always average hourly revenue divided by hours worked. That's how we figure out your hourly rate, right? Some services can be two times the hourly amount of other services. So it, it's all dependent, right? A haircut doesn't cost you any product. And so that's straight revenue. So when you are learning about pricing structure, if you're getting into um, figuring out how to price yourself, depending on where you're at in the industry, depending on your experience level, depending on how quickly you work, we can reverse engineer that when we sit down and, and have one of these planning sessions and really talk out your pricing structure. But again, if you're working for a salon that has strict pricing guides and you are say a junior stylist and you have to charge these prices and it's still taking you a really long time to do, that would be when you start working on your speed and getting a little quicker and trying to be more efficient and finding ways to do what you need to do with less foils, less time, all the things. So again, that comes with, with, you know, experience and trial and error. And that's often how we learn, right? Oh my God, that took me way longer than I thought. Next time I would have charged you this and just being really mindful and giving a client, you know, under promising and always over delivering. 
that's been the biggest way that I've been able to give my clients the best guest experience is to not promise the moon because then you're stuck making sure you accomplish that in that one appointment. So, you know, I'd love to hear from you how you guys price and how and where you're at with your pricing structure. If it feels like a good energy exchange, right? Money is just energy. And stepping into that space where if you've been doing hair long enough and your expertise outweighs and your performance outweighs what you're getting paid, it is time to reassess what you're charging. And I mean, I feel you for years, I was stuck on, I can't, I can't imagine charging my clients who started with me when I first started out at 22, what I charge them now, but that is not for me to decide how clients spend their money. One of the best pieces of advice I ever got was you don't determine how your clients spend their money. You know, cause for years I felt like, oh, well, they've already spent two or $300 on their hair. I can't imagine asking them to spend another $200 on products. And then I would allow them to walk out the door and they didn't have the right take home aftercare to maintain all of the work I had just done. And it wasn't until I saw, you know, a few other people step in and really own the retail space of no, Jessica, like you're doing them a disservice by not giving them what they need. And so when sales was explained to me as a way of educating and sharing versus sleazy sales, like, you know, Hey, Hey, do you need the shampoo? Like, no, nobody needs shit, but what they need is a good recommendation and they need to understand why they need that product and why that's going to be better than probably what they have at home. So this is something we teach inside behind the beauty brand. We are actually in the month of sales right now. And we have a guest expert coming on to teach all about sales and verbiage and how to close and sell in the DMS, getting people in your chair, getting new clients to see you, um, the right way to speak to potential clients to ensure that they end up booking with you. And, uh, you know, we've just been peeling back the curtain, really showing what it takes to build a true brand in this industry, because we all are independent entrepreneurs at some level, even if you work for a salon, even if you work in someone else's space, your business is your business and how you run your business really is dependent on how you show up every single day and the knowledge that you have uh, to, to create scale and sustain a healthy, thriving career uh, in this industry, because it is possible. It is way more than possible to make multiple six figures working three, four days a week behind the chair. And there are so many ways to diversify your revenue and your income, and especially through upsells, through uh, services and products. Those are the two base things that you should be hitting on. So if you're struggling with any of this, if you're struggling with messaging, if you're struggling with creating a true brand on social media for yourself, these are things we love, love, love coaching on inside behind the beauty brand. So if you'd like more information, you can send me a DM. You can message Laren, who's also my partner in this mastermind slash membership community that is just growing and it's just been so wonderful. And I created a post the other day and I thought I am lightweight jealous. No, I'm more than, I'm super jealous that this did not exist when I was five years in three years in, when I was trying to go from making 60 to a hundred thousand dollars, when I was making a hundred thousand dollars, trying to go to 150, when I, when I knew nothing about building a personal brand with or without social media brands have existed for years, years. And they're long before there was ever online marketing, but with the wave of online marketing, it is your duty, your due diligence, that if you want to continue to grow and give yourself opportunities in the future, you need to build some sort of brand that represents you. 
And, you know, I tried to be a good example of that by showing all of my loves, which are basically my brand pillars. I do that through education on social media with sharing thoughtful pieces of content. I reshare other people's stuff. I try to be funny. I try, I tried to showcase the health part of my, of my business. And then also the mindset, right. And that's why I come on and I do these little gratitude challenges, which is what's going on currently uh, for the month of May, a gratitude challenge, posting daily, what you're most grateful for. And then also what you're committed to and what you're going to show up and prove to yourself. So these are all, all things that like my brand pillars stand for. And so again, if this information sounds foreign and weird and like I'm speaking a different language, I encourage you to check out one of our Monday webinars. They're usually the last Monday of the month where Laren and I host a free masterclass that you can check out and we share five ways to uplevel your brand uh, or to create your brand if you're still new to the game with that. And uh, it's totally free. The link is in my bio to register on Instagram and hopefully we'll see you there. But again, if you have any questions, hit me up. Let me know how you price. Are you happy with what you're doing with pricing? Are you content in the services that you offer? Have you been thinking about niching down to one thing? I have one coaching client currently who has uh, gone strictly into curly cuts, but also still has some of her old clients that are not curly cuts at her lower rate. And we are working with her to get move into just doing curly cuts and letting those other clients go and how best to do that. So you know, there's, there's so many ways that you can reconfigure your business to feel energetically aligned because at the end of the day, this is a very, uh, energy based business, energy around you, the energy you let sit in your chair. And it really should be in alignment with who you are now. And if you're old school, like me, and you've been doing hair for 20 years, some of those clients are not who you're in alignment with anymore. And I hope I hope that this message right here, right now can give you some little bit of permission that if you create more space for the clients that you do want, they will come. So stepping into an abundance mindset and away from a scarcity mindset of, I can't let these people go. It's still money. It's still, you know, guaranteed income. Yes. I understand all of those fears and all of that struggle with, um, letting people go. Uh, I think, that's one of the most beautiful things about this industry is we get so connected with our clients that they become more than just a client. But at the end of the day, this is still a business. And I encourage you to run it like a business. And I encourage you to put your feelings in yourself first and foremost, because then you are showing up as the highest version of yourself, which is what we all need from you. We need you to be happy. We need you to be engaged. We need you to be just, you know, in the highest energy that you can. And if you're still dragging clients from 1992 around, it's probably not in the best interest of your well-being. Just saying, I could be totally wrong. Maybe that's not you, but um, it, it was for me. And, and once I allowed that, that space to be created, it allowed for so much more opportunity to come my way. Because when we have our hands so full, we don't have room to take on the next opportunity that comes our way. So if you create a little space, you leave room for the magic. And that is something that I've stepped into in the last couple of years. And again, things I love to teach. So 
so much for you to dive into. I hope this podcast episode served you in some sort of way. It wasn't just a ramble sesh on pricing, but you know, reverse engineering your income is, is the first place to start. If you are struggling with your numbers, um, if, if the numbers aren't making sense, if you feel like you're not making the, the money you want to be making, definitely reach out and let's, let's book a little sesh so we can talk about it. Um, just sending you guys so much love. If you love this podcast and you've been here for a while and you supported it, thank you so much. Please, please, please share it with someone else who could use this information. Uh, or be entertained. That would work too. Um, and if you love this, had any takeaways, tag me on social media, repost this episode and, and tag me on social media, telling me what your takeaways were or what you want more of, because I want to give you what you need. Uh, sending you so much love. I hope these podcast episodes pull back the curtain and let you know you're not alone. I am you. I've been there. I'm probably still you in so many ways. And, um, I hope you're enjoying a glass of wine or a coffee while you're listening to this and good for you for doing things for yourself, like taking time to invest in your personal development. It's everything. And it's served me so, 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 so well. So, so much love for you. So much love for, um, what you're creating in your own life. And when your light shines bright, it shines so, so bright for the rest of us. So sending you guys so much love. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I hope you loved it, but wait, before you go, I have a special guest with me here. We're going to talk to you about what we have in store coming up on May 23rd. My co-founder is with me, Laren Kelly. Welcome. We are so excited to have all of you join us on this free webinar training on May 23rd. We're going to talk about the five things you need to elevate your brand in 2022. We know you are all growing your businesses and we're ready to help you scale to the next level. So the first thing that we're going to go over on this webinar is clarity on your big ideas. Jess probably talks about this all the time on the podcast. You have so many ideas, but you need just clarity in how to organize them and what to do first. Number two, we're going to go over systems to scale, how to really understand what systems you need in place to take you to the next level. Number three is proven marketing strategies to stand out in the noise. Social media is noisy. We're going to help you stand out this year. Number four is the power of collaboration and community. The same reason Jess and I created this community in the first place is the power of collaboration and community. And number five, Jess, what is number five? It is one of the most important. Get in the rooms. Get in the rooms. And that's why we're offering this free tra training on the 23rd. It'll be 9 a.m. PST, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Register for that now before you put this episode away. The link is in our bio at Behind the Beauty Brand. And we hope to see you on the free training masterclass. Oh.